Hello and welcome to Liver Talk, a podcast series from Liverwell that shares personal and professional stories about hepatitis and liver-related news. Before we commence, we acknowledge the traditional owners of the land wherever you are listening. We pay our respect to the elders, past, present and emerging, and to any Indigenous people who are listening to this podcast. Hello and welcome to another Liverwell podcast. I'm Paulette Trevina and today we are speaking with Dr Tram Tran who is the Chief Medical Officer for Glimpse Bio. Dr Tran is a renowned liver and viral specialist with over 20 years of academic and industry experience at Gilead, Cedars-Sinai, UCLA, Geffen School of Medicine and more. She's authored and co-authored over 150 abstracts, published manuscripts and book chapters and has been extensively involved in clinical trials and NIH-funded research. Welcome, Dr. Tran, and thank you for joining our podcast today. Thank you, Paulette. Thanks for having me. Firstly, can you tell us more about yourself and your career? What led to your interest in hepatology and liver health? Yeah, I, I had, as many physicians do, have a personal family experience with liver disease as a chronic hepatitis B and infection of a family member who then needed a liver transplant. And I um, experienced a world where you had patients who were the sickest patients you can imagine, and then having a liver transplant and then recovering and just going back to a completely normal life. So it was really kind of a remarkable experience for me to have had. And then that sort of led me to a career in liver disease where I really um, was able to be really interested in not just the transplant world, but I guess if you're a transplant doctor, the ideal transplant transplant doctors as somebody who can save a person from needing a transplant. And so that's why I went into liver disease to try to reduce the number of patients who need liver transplant over the course of their disease and and my career. So that's kind of what led me down this path to to liver disease. Okay. Now, I imagine Australia would have a similar pattern of disease to the US, and we've covered that in some of our other podcasts. But can you give us some idea of the scale and the burden of liver health issues and liver disease in the US at the moment? Yeah, so liver disease seems like it is not as common, but it's actually the fourth leading cause of death in the United States. And we are having sort of an epidemic of obesity and metabolic disease, such as diabetes, et cetera, which is leading to a shift from viral hepatitis diseases, which were predominating, you know, the, the transplant list and the illnesses with hepatitis C, et cetera. We're leaning towards now a, an increase, significant increase in fatty liver disease and NASH, as well as alcoholic liver disease. So So I think we're really seeing, you know, 25% of the U.S. population having fatty liver disease. And I think that's a major issue in in the world of liver at this point for the U.S. and globally. Absolutely. Yes. And I think that statistic is the same in Australia at the moment, which is alarming. Now, you're the chief medical officer at Glimpse Bio. Can you tell us about the work of Glimpse Bio? Yeah, so Glimpse Bio is really based on the recognition of how important protein activity is in underlying liver diseases and other diseases as well. So we're really looking at a platform of studying protease activity. So as you know, um, there are a lot of DNA and RNA testing in diseases and even protein level measuring in diseases. But we really have better understood over the past several years uh, protease activity or protein activity as a marker of disease activity. So diagnosing patients, disease states, understanding the activity of the disease, staging the disease, and maybe in the future being able to give prognosis and response to therapy as a, by using protease activity or protein activity. And that, that's what's unique about the Glimpse platform and what Glimpse is doing right now. Okay. 
So we don't get to do this very often, but it's good to be able to talk about some good news in the world of liver disease. Glimpse Bio have stated that they're perfecting a first-of-its-kind blood test to diagnose and monitor non-alcoholic steatohepatitis, otherwise known as NASH. Glimpse has presented data demonstrating that their technology is 97% accurate in predicting or diagnosing NASH versus healthy patients from blood samples. That has the potential to be groundbreaking in the field of hepatology, and it's attracted the attention of key medical experts and investors alike. It's exciting news. Yes, it is. Very exciting. It's the first step, really, um, that we were able to publicly present that data at the liver meeting in fall to really have that first concept of, wow, we can really diagnose this disease versus a, a healthy patient. But now we're exploring beyond um, healthy disease versus, you know, a healthy patient versus disease. Now we're looking at patients of across the entire spectrum, not just versus healthy patients. And I think that's really important to be able to look across the entire spectrum of disease from severity across the entire spectrum. And that I think will be really important uh, as a tool for this to be utilized. Absolutely. So can you tell us firstly how this research came about? Yeah, so Glimpse first came about through the MIT lab of Sangeeta Bhatia, um, who's in bioengineering at MIT, along with Gabe Huang, who um, in that lab, they were able to synthesize biosensors tunable biosensors, which were injected into individuals or patients who had fatty liver disease. And the protease activity or protein activity then cleaved these biosensors. And then it was measured in the urine a couple of hours later, and that was able to measure the protein activity over a period of time. So I think that concept was really very novel to be able to measure protein activity, not just measure the level, but the actual activity in a dynamic way. And so I think that was the proof of concept in this injectable version. And over the past couple of years now, we've really transitioned this to an ex vivo or, or a blood test instead of an injectable version, now sort of transitioning it to a blood test where a patient um, gives a plasma or blood sample, a simple blood test that you could do anywhere and with very little risk. And then we take that blood, we use that plasma from the blood and mix it with the biosensors that we've created. And the biosensors are then measured in the blood, um, the activity is then measured, and we use uh, machine learning and an, a classifier to really um, plot in a machine learning way, plot the activity of the protease. And so that helps us to predict that profile of that patient's disease activity. So it's really been transformative to be able to go from the, an early technology where you're looking at something with a concept of using these tunable biosensors to now a blood test that could measure the same thing in a, in a way that would be feasible for many patients who have such a common disease, right? Super cool. That sounds wonderful. Yeah. So currently diagnosing NASH is either painful, invasive, or dangerously vague, depending on the medical approach taken, and only 80 to 90% accurate. The test you described sounds amazing. What difference would such a diagnostic tool make to how we diagnose and treat liver disease? I think it would be transformative to be able to go from a liver biopsy, which, you know, I've done thousands of liver biopsies and it's it, while, you know, I'm an expert and I've done it, it's never fun for me or the patient to stick a needle into an organ. So to be able to do it with a routine blood test, I think is transformative. And then to be able to, instead of measuring something, you know, that's difficult over and over to do a blood test that could measure that to measure prognosis or to measure response to therapy. Anytime you need to learn something to make a decision for a doctor, 
to do a routine and easy blood test that's accessible, I think would be, you know, very beneficial for the patients over the long run, because we want to be able to predict which patients have disease, how severe is their disease. And then if there are therapies in the future, we want to be able to work with the doctors to figure out which therapies are working and not working. So, I mean, I think that's really kind of the goal of any diagnostic test. And I think that's where we'd like to be in the, in the near future. Mm, absolutely. Now, you might have already answered this one, but can you tell us how the test works in measuring the activity of enzymes? Yeah, so it really comes back to something that is ubiquitous in the body when there's activity of disease. It's called these proteins, right? The enzymes are called proteases and they they take care of those proteins or they cleave the proteins. And so to be able to measure these proteases and how active they are in some diseases versus other, other states of healthy versus other states that are chronic. So just measuring these protease activity is really the novelty of it. And how do you do that in a way that's accurate from a blood test? So it was believed, I don't think that, you know, before people thought that we could measure these proteases this well. And so to be able to do this in this way, I think is the novelty of it. Definitely. And so the test can be repeated to monitor the progression of disease? Well, that's what we're going, that's what we're studying now is getting blood samples from patients with diseases and measuring them and seeing how they may respond. So we're, we're doing a lot of the science behind that now, but that would be the goal is be able to measure progression of disease, regression of disease, and that would give a lot of useful clinical information for the doctors to make decisions on what to do. I think that's the key. Mm, Definitely. Because I mean, we've found in a lot of cases, people can arrest and reverse fatty liver disease. So I guess it gives them really good feedback on how, how their activity is going in terms of changing the course of their disease. Exactly. Because we want patients to only get treatment they need because less is always better, right? So if patients need it, then we know that those are the patients that we want to go forward with therapies or if patients are able to lose weight or do the appropriate treatments and they're responding, then I think that's a very important clinical decision-making that, that this test may allow in the future to be able to do. Absolutely. So what sort of trials have been done around this? So we are right now testing a lot of samples in different disease states of fatty liver disease. We're also looking into liver cancer, which is difficult to diagnose early because um, sometimes patients don't do the routine testing to measure it. And the tests that we have right now are a little bit suboptimal. So it's really just testing as many samples and blood tests in patients as possible to better understand um, the disease activity and better understand the test and how it's working in all these different disease states. So we're in that clinical stage right now of, of looking at these types of samples but in the near future we hope to be able to get into the clinics to be able to do things more real time to assess the the assay and how it works as well Mm -hmm. so is there still a lot of work to do to bring this to the market and roll it out across the world I think it'll go pretty quickly because um, there's such a need um, and there are a lot of patients out there um, who have this disease. So I think our science is proceeding really quickly through this, but I think it, we have to do it the right way and make sure that we are learning every step along the way, the science and doing it right so that when we get the test out there, it is accurate and works on you know the types of patients that we're really looking at. So yes, um, it will take work, but I think we're making very good progress on it. And this is a, clearly an urgent need in this um, fatty liver patient population. And there are a lot of patients out there that are really waiting for this type of test. So reducing the burden of liver disease on economies and health systems must be essential, as we know. I'm sure that many countries would be eager to implement a tool such as this one. 
Absolutely. I think when we see the transplant list in any country that where a transplant is available, we see that fatty liver patients are starting to dominate or become the number one indication for liver transplant. And that's a fixed unfortunate resource, like we don't have as many donors as we need transplants, right? So to be able to better predict which patients are going to progress to needing a transplant, to better get patients into the system earlier for interventions or clinical research for trials, for treatments, I think those will all help to sort of stem the tide of what we see as, you know, these patients moving into a really difficult situation with transplants. So yes, I think everybody um, in the space of liver disease um, in, in country all over um, are definitely looking for tools to help fight this battle, right? Definitely. So thank you so much for speaking with us, Dr. Tran. Uh, we wish you all the best with this diagnostic platform, and we hope to hear more about this in the future and one day soon hope to see it in use. Thanks very much, Paulette. We look forward to having this as a tool for patients and doctors in the near future. Thanks for listening to another episode of Liver Talk. For information, visit our website at liverwell.org.au or call the Liver Line on 1800 703 003.